welcome back to the Soccer Brothers Podcast. This is episode number 49. I'm your host, Soccer Tarn, as always, and joined by my brother, Nihal. How are you doing, Nihal? I'm doing really well, man. Uh, the U.S. won for nothing, which I'm really excited about. We were at that match, which was absolutely excellent. Uh, we do apologize for this episode coming out a little bit late. Uh, we just, we literally just came back from Chicago. Our hotel had no internet, didn't have free internet, which was absolutely ridiculous. Um, so, you know, we weren't able to put up, put out an episode. So we apologize about that, but a great experience. The one thing I have to say though, is we should be selling out matches. And we were talking to a couple of fans today waiting for the Argentinian or the Argentine national team bus, or waiting for the players to come out of the bus. And they were saying, you know, they would like to go to these matches, but the tickets are too expensive. And, you know, I think the Copa America needs to look into that and change the prices going forward because too many matches, except for Mexico matches, these matches are not fully selling out. And it's really just a shame to see for such a great tournament with such great talent. Yeah, I mean, I think it bodes, you know, poorly for both CONCACAF and Comebol. Yeah, it does. And what does that mean for the World Cup in 2026? Yeah. You know? We, we, you got to make it accessible to as many people as possible. I mean, it's also just bad economics. You know, you, you do you have to find the equilibrium price. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that is true. Right now, they are at a shortage. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, I took econ a couple months ago, so um, <laughs> now I feel the need to spread my knowledge. Okay. All right. Um, before we talk about soccer, which we're going to talk about a lot of, why don't we talk about ambitious strike? Yep, Ambitious Strike, the soccer-themed clothing apparel company, is a great company. Go check out their website, ambitiousstrike.com. They have some great clothing. Use the code BROTHERS at checkout for a 15% off discount on your entire purchase. Go check them out. The link to their website is always in the description. That's ambitiousstrike.com. Yeah, all right. So the U.S. played Costa Rica in Soldier Field in Chicago on Tuesday, June 7th, and we ended up winning... 4-0, 4-0, thanks to goals from Dempsey, Clint Dempsey, Jermaine Jones, Bobby Wood, and Graham Zuzzi. What did you think of the game overall? It was exciting, man. It was great. It was Like you said, it was a great atmosphere to be there. Right when that first goal went in, I was you could feel the relief in the crowd. You know, this was a match that we had to win. Uh, you know, let me back up a little bit. Going into the, going into the match, I thought we would win. But I was really disappointed to see the same starting lineup. I think it's good to have consistency, but some of the players really shouldn't be in that lineup, I don't think. But they all, you know, most of them, maybe 10 of them played well. (laughs) Um, And they got the job done. Uh, Klinsman did a great job with his tactics, uh, or his tactics in match, uh, you know. But uh, it was was good. You know, I, I thought Jermaine Jones was absolutely excellent. Clearly the man of the match for me, Dempsey. Looked great. Um, Bedoya also had a very, very good match. And our defense as a whole was good, including Fabian Johnson. And we were really able to stifle the Costa Rica attack. There was there were a couple of shaky moments. But more importantly, we were clinical in the final third and were able to finish our chances. And, you know, it doesn't get much much better than going into halftime with a 3 nothing lead. Yeah, and we certainly did that. But uh, starting off with the first goal, DeAndre Yedlin drew a penalty. Before we get into Dempsey kicking it in, did you Bo- think... Bobby Wood drew a penalty. Sorry, did I say Yedlin? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean Bobby Wood. Um, did uh, Did you think that was a penalty deserved? I think so. I mean, it was a push in the back. It, it's hard, you know, because it really is 50-50 because you never know if the ref is going to call that. 
Um, you know, I think it was a penalty. I think you should call it every time. Unfortunately, they don't call it every time. Good play by Wood in the box. And uh, really, really big for the U.S. to set the tone by getting a goal so yeah. early in the match. Yeah, Clint Dempsey's 50th goal. Congratulations to him. Only seven off from tying Donovan. Yeah, and to be honest, that's probably the best penalty I've ever seen him take. <laughs> he, he really worries me as a penalty kick, penalty kick taker, but he did a good job. Credit to him, and like you said, credit amazing that he's scored 50 goals for the U.S. national team. Only the second player to do that in U.S. men's history. Yeah. Uh, m- moving later into the game, in the 37th minute, Jermaine Jones uh, had a nice defensive effort to slide and win the ball, and with that slide, he passed it right into Dempsey, and Dempsey made a nice run uh, near the edge of the box and laid it off, laid it off to Jermaine Jones, and he scored a goal. Great finish by Jones. Good dribbling by Dempsey. I, I tend to think he overlaborates too much, and I think he did it again, but it falls to Jermaine Jones, and Jones is able to finish his first goal since that cracker against Portugal in the 2014 World Cup. Great goal. Great goal. At cracker, as, was that an Ian Dark reference? or Is that what he said? Yeah. A cracker from Jermaine Jones. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that was probably subconscious. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, I don't think I've ever described a goal as a cracker, so I think... I yeah, think but that's got to be in dark. Uh, yeah. And then uh, and then we had one more goal going into halftime, as you said. In the 42nd minute, Bobby Wood is back to goal, made a nice turn, and shot it with his left... Wait. Yeah. No, it was his right foot. foot. Yeah. right foot. Uh, Dempsey, a great pass to Wood to pass him. Good turn. Not great goalkeeping, but good finish by Bobby Wood. And that's what, you know, he, he did well. Yeah, and then uh, in, the, in the second half, we, you know, the U.S. took our foot off the pedal a little bit, let Costa Rica have a lot of the possession, which is why they ended up having yeah. uh, most of the possession in the statistics. I think it was 58 to 42. And, uh, but uh, eventually, Zuzi, who was a substitute who came on, uh, scored in the 87th minute. Yeah, 87th minute. Um, yeah, he, he was a substitute. Uh, he scored in the 87th, 86th minute. I don't remember which one exactly it was, but uh, yeah. great run by him. Uh, does the fake shot and finishes with his left foot. You know, he maybe should have passed the Jossi Zardes, but I think we wouldn't have scored if that happened. <laughs> Could have finished by Graham Zuzi. Great to see him score. Yeah, that's his fifth goal for the U.S. national team, so exciting stuff for him. Um, oh, he has five? Yeah. Wow. That's more than Jesse's artist. He has four, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or does he have five now? I don't know. I think he has four. I think he has four. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 I think he might have five. No. Maybe six now. Does he? Was, did he have four? Because I think you made that, you said that whole thing about him versus Michael Orozco before the Bolivia match. And yeah, but he, he has, two in that. but he had three yet, right? He only had three goals going into that match, I thought. Oh. I so maybe they both have three. four and 23. Okay. Okay. It's fine. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, so right away in this game, we lined up, as you said, with the same 4-3-3. And overall, um, I thought Bradley played that sixth role way better than he did yeah. uh, in the match versus Columbia. And that's one of the reasons that, you know, Bedoya and Jermaine Jones look so good going forward. Yeah, that's what happens when you're playing. Uh, that's what happens when you're playing against Costa Rica instead of against uh, James Rodriguez and Juan Cuadrado running at you. Um, but yeah, Michael Bradley did a, an absolutely wonderful job against uh, against the team. Uh, you know, we did start off in that 4-3-3, but we did shift to that 4-4-2 or the 4-1-3-2. Bradley still was a defensive mid. Bobby Wood went up top, and I think he did much better once he was playing striker. And it also played to Clint, Dempsey, Clint Dempsey's strengths playing off of Wood. 
And I think it was a great tactical change by um, Jurgen Klinsmann. And, you know, the article in the Wall Street Journal came out where he basically said, you know, I don't give my players specific tactical information, which is absolutely ridiculous. Like, that's just, that's not what you want to hear. But he uh, he did a good job here. He obviously had some sort of tactical awareness, or maybe it was Andy Herzog. I have, I have no idea. But whoever it was um, made the change, and it was a great change for the U.S. Uh, and I think that really helped the United States keep the Costa Rican fullbacks at bay, and it allowed the U.S. to, you know, just just to to stifle the fullbacks and Joel Campbell. So a, one, a very good change for uh, Costa Rica. Or, excuse me, for the United States. Um, another thing, you know, in the 18th minute, Marco Urenia gets hurt, has to get subbed off for Alvaro yeah. Sabarillo. Uh, Urenia, a good player. I think that definitely, definitely hurt the team. Um, Costa Rica, a couple of things that they did not do well. Um, you know, they really, they held on to the ball, but they really didn't look too attacking. There were a couple of chances, maybe, that they should have done better. The U.S. was definitely much more clinical. Uh, but the United States, able, able to, uh, able to hold on. Um, I yeah. th- sorry, go ahead. Yeah, uh, you know, they were forced at halftime. I'm not sure about forced, but they, they also did take off Christian Gamboa and Joel Campbell at halftime, which means they had no subs left for the second second half. Exactly. Um, do you think that Costa Rica looked better or worse with Joel Campbell? Because to me, Joel Campbell was kind of invisible in the first half. Right. I think, uh, I mean, I don't know. They didn't look that much better. I think the one thing they did was shore up that defense by um, – Bringing on the backup, I think Randall Azofefa, yeah, Randall Azofefa, the defensive midfielder, bringing him on and moving Celso Borges back to more of his, to to his natural position. Celso Borges was asked to play defensive mid. He did not play well there in the first half, and it was a big part to why the U.S. were able to score the three goals. But um, sorry, what was your what was your question? Um, did the team look better with or without? Jordan? Oh yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it really made a difference. They didn't really look too dangerous either way. Uh, Joel Campbell really didn't do much in the first half. Yeah, yeah I definitely agree with you there. Um, yeah, and I, I think that, you know, this wasn't the best we could have seen Costa Rica play, as you said, but um, I definitely think the U.S. outclassed them in, in every way. And overall, we did look, we did have a better attitude than I think uh, we did versus Colombia, which is one of the reasons. You know, I, I said in the last podcast, where is the passion? Where's the passion on this team? And you saw the passion last night um, or on Tuesday night. It, w- it was great to see that. And and I still think this team doesn't have a vocal leader. I was watching something, or I think Fox, yeah, Fox Sports was doing this thing, and they were asking all the veterans, what's your leadership style? Every single player they interviewed, Jermaine Jones, Tim Howard, Clint Dempsey, Kyle Beckerman, they're like, I'm not the most vocal guy. I don't really think, I don't really think about leading vocally. And I think I think you need to have one of those guys, um, but you know the passion was there tonight, and it, it was just it was or not tonight last night and it was it was great it was it was a great display by the United States, and it fills the fans with optimism the same optimism we had coming into the tournament, and it is is bodes well for the U.S. going forward. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so in the in the seventieth minute, you know. Uh, Zuzi came on for Bobby Wood, and uh, which pushed Jossie Zardes up to striker, right? Yes. And overall, how did you think Zuzi did in that um, in that role? I think Zuzi 
Zuzi did well. Um, Zuzi, I think, is a better player on the wing than Giassi's artist. He's got a good up-and-down work rate. He... He's obviously got a good cross, does, has a great corner kick. His, his set pieces are pretty good. Not the fastest player, um, not the flashiest player, but he gets the job done. That being said, I, I really wanted to see Christian Pulisic, and I was there with my Borussia Dortmund Christian Pulisic jersey waiting. Yeah. And we didn't get to see him, and I don't get why not. We're up 3 nothing. What You want those players to have big game tournaments. Yes, you want you maybe want to give Zussi a chance, but he's played in a World Cup. Giving Christian Pulisic that opportunity could be so good for him going forward in this tournament and for the United States national team, giving him that kind of experience. Same with Darlington Nagby, who doesn't have a whole lot of experience. You know, I, I just I don't agree with this, those substitutions. What if what if that that goal that ends up mattering for the goal differential from Graham Zuzi? Then fine, but he still could have brought on Pulisic with the other one of the other yeah. two subs. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess he could have brought on Pulisic for Bedoya. I mean, because Bedoya needed to come off, right? Because yeah. he was injured in the 83rd minute. He was on the ground for a while. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, as long as we're going there, what did you think about Kyle Beckerman's eight or nine minutes on the field? I mean, he's hard to evaluate it. Yeah. Um, he was all right. He had a, he had one big clearance that he boomed over the ball. Oh, yeah, that was, yeah. Yeah. Because so, he came out and right, came out, like, right yeah, on the yeah, piece, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So... That's why, I mean, that was scary. I thought he might <laughs> kick it into our own goal. Yeah. But, uh, no, he, you know, he's a good player. So. Someone you can rely on defensively. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah, I, I think, as we talked about before, like, when Kyle Beckerman is going to start the game, we're going to look regressive right away. Yeah. So, I mean, it, he's, he's a better change-up uh, to, to make if we have a lead or something like right. this. Uh, and then Wando for Dempsey came on earlier than that in the 78th minute. And um, what did you think? What did you think about Wando's movement? Well, look, I like Wondolowski. I think he gets a bad rap, and I think the only reason why I could see Jurgen putting Wando in this match, and right away he almost scores with that header. Uh, not right away, but pretty quickly he almost scores with that header. But um, you know, I, I think the only reason Jurgen might bring him on is if he scores a goal, it gives him a goal in a competitive tournament. Uh, maybe gives him some confidence. So if he, if he does have to come on in a, in a dire situation, he has that confidence and is maybe not thinking about his Belgium miss, but is thinking about the goal he scored against Costa Rica. Um, that being said, I mean, I still wanted to see Pulisic. Um, but Wando, you know, if you're starting Zardes, Wood, and Dempsey, the only striker left is Chris Wondolowski. He's the only one off the bench. So, it, it, you know, he... He's gonna. Ha- he probably is gonna have to come on at some point again if the U.S. advances. Yeah. All right. Why don't we go into our uh, segment where we talk about the three things that we learned from this match? All right. Uh, why don't you go first? What is the first thing that you learned? Uh, Giassi's artist is not very good. Um. So, well, I can see your paper now. We come in without knowing. You says yours is artist is not roster worthy. <laughs> so why don't we both talk about this? Why, why is that your number one? Um, okay, look. <laughs> Jossi Zardes is a player that I was excited about when he made his first few appearances. I still think that he's got an upside. I still think that he's got a future with the national team. But um, you cannot have that kind of touch in a, in a competition like this. It, it's just, he, he's not ready. He, he doesn't exactly know what to do. He doesn't, he often misses at the right time to make a pass or passes it to nobody. And, um... You know, I definitely think that he he has 
maybe a future playing on the bench as a striker later on. Yeah. But I think on the wing, we just we don't we don't need him. I'd rather have Zuzi starting with. The, and there's other options that I could name that aren't even on this roster, like Ethan Finley or Sebastian Lechette. But yeah, I think yeah, I, I, he doesn't deserve to be on this roster, and he doesn't deserve to be starting. Yeah, and the thing is, there are players at the top level, like great players, who do not have great first touches. And one of those players that I that comes to mind is Romelu Lukaku. He does not have a good first touch. It's a little bit better than Zardes's, but he's also able to create his own goals and actually score when they're presented to him. You know, Jossi Zardes, even with service, takes a horrible touch. He goes to the corner flag, or he just misses shots. He, you know, he misses point blank headers. Like thinking of Trinidad and Tobago, he did it against the Netherlands. He misses. He missed a shot in the first half that should have been a goal. He's just not a good player at this point. He does have an upside. He can get better. But it's so frustrating when he kills our attack. And we have 10 really good players on the field with Jassy's artists. Yeah. And it really, it's like, I, you know, you're hoping. You're hoping for them to go the other way. I was kept on hoping for them to go to the other side of the field because I don't want Jassy's artists to kill an attack. And not only is it just... Not good for the U.S. national team. The fans are starting to turn against him. He's just not a good player yeah. right now. But but I, but I think that I mean so basically what we're saying is that you know he shouldn't be playing right now. But you know don't give up on him forever. So this is more of a knock on Klinsman, right. not a knock on Zardes. Right. This is not Zardes' right. fault. And let me get ahead and say, of course I'm not as good as Jossie Zardes. That doesn't mean I can't critique his play <laughs> okay. on the field. Like, you know he he. It's clear that Graham Zuzi is a better player than he is. Christian Pulisic is get a better player than he is. Even Nagby, if you were to play out there. Yeah, exactly. I would much rather have Nagby on the wing than Zarda start. And I don't know what Klinsman sees in him. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, you know, we would be lying if he said we didn't, he didn't have his bright moments even for the U.S. national team. I mean, uh, I don't know. You know the, and he was decent against Colombia. Against the Netherlands, that one friendly, he, uh, he was good. Playing up top by himself, but I mean, just in this role, I just don't, I just don't see it really working out that well. And Especially if we switch to a four four two and he's a wide player. Oh no, yeah, definitely not. And I, I, <laughs> he would just get, he would be clogging up the attack. Yeah, that, that, and and then even when he got the ball, he wouldn't. I do mean, anything. he has a good work rate, but you know, our friend who was used to be a social media intern, he says, <laughs> he, he says like he's just a track star, and that's what he looks like. You know, and I. I like, the one touch that I'm thinking of is when he took the touch and it went so far that he had to slide to keep the ball in play by the corner flag. Yeah. I mean, that's ridiculous. How is your touch that bad? I don't... Like, Bobby Wood doesn't have great touches all the time, but he's able to recover. He's able to dribble. He's able to score. What does Zardes bring yeah. to this team? No, I'm just thinking he should just, like... If, if a ball's played in front of him, a through ball, and you're in the final just third... Just shoot. Yeah, just shoot it or cross it yeah, or something. Just, just shoot. <laughs> just don't try to take a shot, a, a touch. Oh, man. Anyways, He makes, yeah. he makes so me Klinsman, so angry. Okay. <laughs> See, this is what I'm saying, though. Don't turn against Zardes. Turn against Klinsman. Why can't he just sit in front of a brick wall and work on his first touch? I don't understand. How are you a professional? How do you go out on the same field as James Rodriguez and have that kind of first touch? I don't get it. How I don't understand. We have a good national team. He's not good yet. We 
10 players who are really Brad Guzan, not a great season, but a Premier League goalkeeper. DeAndre Edlin, Premier League defender. Jeff Cameron, Premier League defender. John Brooks, Bundesliga defender. Fabian Johnson, Bundesliga player. Michael Bradley has played at the highest level. Bedoya, League 1. Jermaine Jones has played at the highest level. Clint Dempsey has been the fourth leading scorer in the Premier League. Bobby Wood is a prem, or Bundesliga quality striker. These, And then Giassi Zardes is the third best striker on LA Galaxy and the third best winger on LA Galaxy. I think Emmanuel Boateng is better. What, what does that say to you? I mean, we have a good team besides Giassi Zardes. Ethan Finley's better. Graham Zussi's better. Christian Pulisic is better. I mean... Fabian Johnson is 500 times better. Yeah. And I really want to see the next match. Fabian Johnson playing left wing, Bobby Wood playing striker, and Christian Pulisic on the wing. <laughs> I mean, that's just a great attack. That's not going to happen, but... Or, uh, <gasps> we can start off in a 4-4-2, too. Yeah. I mean, speaking of Fabian Johnson, I thought he had a good game at left back, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, he did a pretty nice job, and he, he was... Yeah, I think you mentioned it during the game. He was a big part of our counterattacks going yeah. forward. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and a lot of times I found that, and this may be a fault of Joel Campbell, who I think was playing on the right side, he was just left you know, completely unmarked, and he had a lot of room to work with, right. which uh, helped out Bobby Wood and others go, right. go forward. He being Fabian Johnson. Yeah. Unmarked. Yeah. yeah. He did a great job. I mean, Jermaine Jones did a great job leading the counterattack as did Bedoya. And I think that, that 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 same right side, those those guys clearly didn't do a good job because they both right. went off, Christian Gamboa and exactly. Yola Campbell. Yeah. I mean, but if you are another U.S. men's national team player, if you're Christian Pulisic or Darlington Nagby, what are you thinking when you see Jossie's artist playing on the field instead of you? Or even Graham Zuzzi? I can't even imagine. Like, wh- why? <laughs> I mean, I hope they're not How? angry. <laughs> I would be angry. Wouldn't you be angry? Yeah, but you don't. You can you help just don't want that kind of that's, toxic. No, that doesn't mean they're not going to root for the team or root for Giassi, but they should be playing over him. Why doesn't someone ask Klinsman what does he see in Giassi's yeah. artist? Yeah, I mean, if I'm Pulisic and I'm I'm seven, I'm not going to say anything to Klinsman. No, you're not going to say anything. I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry. I meant in the media. Okay. I meant in the media. Uh, Why doesn't someone ask him that question? I I don't know. You, yeah. All we can do is just hope Next Facebook Live, I'm going to ask him that. I'm just going to spam it. Okay. What? No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you know, Jossie, I don't want to... I've been harping on him, but, you know, he's... Like you said, he does have an upside, but he's just not ready. Yeah. Even though he's 24 years so, old. So, let's just hope he doesn't hit the field again in this tournament. That's... Okay, that's the most delusional thing you've ever said in your life. <laughs> what? Let's I said, hope. let's hope. It's not delusional, okay? Don't even... Don't even <laughs> hope. <laughs> Don't, don't hope. It's just unhealthy. Okay, fine. Let's hope he only comes on when we're winning in the second half as a substitute. Okay. That's that's the goal. Fair All right, what was, what's your, what was your second thing that you learned from USA versus Costa Rica? Uh, Costa Rica is not the same team they were in 2014. Of course, the big, the big difference is they don't have coach Jorge Luis Pinto. Um, he did an absolutely fantastic job with the team. Similar system. And also, of course, no Kaylin Navas in this tournament. Uh, Waston, Kendall Waston got sent off. Uh, Giancarlo Gonzalez, who's incredible yeah. in the World Cup. Sent off versus Paraguay. Yeah, sent off, yeah. Sent off versus Paraguay, excuse me. Giancarlo Gonzalez was incredible during the World Cup. Did not come to this tournament. So, I mean, those are three big players that weren't there. 
Brian Oviedo's not playing. But that, that being said, you know, this team, I, I was telling you before this match, Costa Rica's not the same team. This is a team we shouldn't be scared of. And they just did not look good. You know, there were a couple of players playing out of position. Uh, the goalkeeper wasn't very good. They just, you know, even against Paraguay, they did not look good. Paraguay really dominated that match. Yeah, I agree. And it, it, it I, I just don't think, I mean, I think it's a great win. I think it's one of the best wins the United States has ever had as a program, the men's team. You know, to win that big in a must-win match in a tournament like this. Yeah. But that doesn't mean we're going to roll over Paraguay. I, I really don't think so. Paraguay, I think, is a better team right now. And I think Costa Rica just has lost a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't want to say that Joel Campbell hasn't improved since 2014. Oh, he hasn't. But, yeah, he probably hasn't. <laughs> but my main point is that, you know, he was playing consistently on Olympiacos. But on Arsenal, you know, yeah. that's not necessarily the case. So I think getting him game time throughout the season was really important to the way that he played. Because he looked explosive. He, for 120 minutes versus Greece, that he was sprinting up and down the field, and now he wasn't even really getting back on defense. No, he wasn't. In the first half. And I think, you know, he was playing sort of that right mid to striker thing. I think he's a striker. I think that's where he did well in the tournament, um, in the World Cup. I think that's where he should be playing. But, yeah, that's my second one. What's yours? Um, I said Dempsey still got it. And, uh, yeah, I just definitely agree with myself here because... <laughs> <laughs> Two assists and a goal. One of them was kind of probably an accident. And you're right, he does try to overcomplicate it. But he has done a great job, I think, in some of these friendlies and uh, in this game of just keeping the ball and providing, you know, if, you, if you're Bobby Wood or whoever's playing up top with him or, or, co- or coming forward, providing a nice um, person to pass to and expect to get it back in a 1-2 right. or... He's just probably not going to lose the ball until he starts dribbling, trying to overcomplicate right. it. You know. Yeah, two yeah. assists and a goal in this match. Yeah, which is, I mean, you can't really have a much better match. Um, I mean, well, you can. Well, the goal could have been not a penalty. That's but, well, that's yeah. okay. Fair <laughs> enough. But he, you know, he was great, and like you said, that he that distri- his distribution is great, and no one on this team, except maybe Christian Pulisic or Fabian Johnson or someone like that, but no one on this team is willing to try the things he does. No one is able to dribble like he does. It's like it's like it's like skill moves in FIFA, like the stuff he does on the field. Yeah, and you know he may have lost a step, but he's still such a good player. And he's, you know, he doesn't really fit into that four three three. I think we might trot out in a four four two next time to play to his strengths. And I think you know what, that's fine. You know, Dempsey, he, he's a player that I think has to play. Maybe not in the next match though, because I don't know how much. I know he got subbed off, but. That's a lot of game time for him and Jermaine Jones. Yeah. And, yeah, Dempsey still got it. And, we, you know, we... Yeah. So go ahead. I mean, we, you know, we were worrying a lot about, you know, what Josie Altidore not showing up to this tournament would mean. But, you know, it's kind of made us forget about that because Dempsey has played really well in both roles, you know. Yeah. Uh, up top next to someone who's more attacking like Bobby Wood or where, where he actually drifted back and helped out in the midfield to, to gain us possession and as a lone striker of false nine. Yeah, exactly. And uh, well, what I was going to say is, not only does Dempsey still have it, Jermaine Jones still has it. So it's great to see those two playing well. We'll see if they can be play if they can play at the World Cup. We'll see. Yeah, uh, I, and I, 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 
just to um, kind of reiterate what I was saying just now is that I think I think D- J- uh, Clint Dempsey is definitely less one dimensional than J- Josie Altador, and we kind of need to build our attack around Josie Altador when we play him on the field. Mm-hmm. And Dempsey, you know, we've seen him in a, a couple different looks so far, and he's looked good in every single one of them. So. Do you think Josie Altador's time with the national team should be up? God, let's just focus on this. No, 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 right. come on, <laughs> Josie Al- No, he. W- you're saying you never call him up again? Or, uh, as a starter, just, just like in, as a starter, because I think you know he'd be really good off the bench. There's there's no guarantees with how old Clint Dempsey is that he's going to be available all the time, and I think that Josie Altador should be a, 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 maybe our third choice after Bobby Wood now. As long as Bobby Wood is on the field, I don't have a problem. I think Josie Altador's ahead of Chris Wondolowski. Uh, maybe. I mean, I mean, I don't know if he's playing better in MLS. He's not. Josie Altador hasn't but, scored any goals. <laughs> but I mean, I I just don't really. But but isn't that? About but that's the risk you want to come. That's the risk you run when you're coming back to MLS. You're directly being. You can directly. You can be directly compared to these players. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it, it was almost better when he was scoring every thirty matches for Sunderland. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's been seven matches for Toronto and he hasn't scored. So. Yeah. I mean, whatever. It's insane. What's the, the last time he has had a good season with his club was Faraz at Alkmaar. Yeah, well, I mean, he had like 15 goals last year. But that was including some penalties and... Yeah. Would you say it was a good season? I was a little bit it, disappointed. It was, it was an okay season. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Third thing. Giovinco definitely made him look better. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Um, the third thing... Well, I want you to say the first thing. The Mine thing. is Jurgen can actually make tactical changes. Wow. I touched on it earlier, but that change to the 4-4-2 was great. Uh, it really played to our strengths and limited what Costa Rica wanted to do with the counterattack, with the uh, uh, with the with the wing backs. So he did a great job there. Um, although you know Costa Rica did say they wanted to control the game in, the, in, in before the match. Either way, this change really played to the strengths of Bobby Wood and Clint Dempsey. Still, still left Giassi's artists on the field, but um, <laughs> you know, good tactical change for Jurgen Klinsmann. And I'm you know I'm. So, I'm so happy that the U.S. actually made an adjustment during the match. That's something we didn't see against Colombia. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, even though he's not giving out specific tactical instructions, at least, you know, he's aware of formations and things. Uh, <laughs> but I was actually thinking about this. You, you just mentioned uh, Jossie's artist was still left on the field, and, you know, we've been talking about how he, hasn't, he didn't really work at striker or on the wing. Yeah. We saw him, you know... Save his bad touch with his slide, and he made a really good play against uh, Colombia. Are you about to are you about to say play him at right back? Yeah, okay. <laughs> and then uh, or left back. Oh well, we could play Yedlin at left back, and then you know Fabian Johnson move over to the midfield. And then we don't need to play Castillo. Dude, this no, is not. I'd rather play Castillo yeah. than Yedlin. Okay, there's artists. <laughs> Be fucked. I'm just saying, you know, he's shown good defensive efforts occasionally. Okay. Maybe his touch is so bad, sometimes we'll just clear it. Like, really <laughs> far. Because <laughs> often, you know, these defenders only get one touch. That's true. We're trying to clear it, so. Yeah. That's, that's fair enough. Uh, but I, I definitely agree You know what he looks one. like? He looks like a baby giraffe trying to walk for the first time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? Have you ever seen I don't, a- I don't, no, I've never seen a baby giraffe trying to walk for the first time. I'll show you that video after this. But. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it really like he he does not know how to navigate space. He just like it's just so it's so weird. It's like you know in Friends when Ross has that little car in between the two in the two big cars and he's parallel parks. That's what it, that's what it's like. He's like he can't move in between space. 
Yeah, and he just true. goes back and forth, back and forth, but he can't do anything. Right. That's literally that's literally what he is. I, I definitely agree. But back to Jurgen. Um, and, and I think this can show our listeners that, you know, we are rooting for the national team. Of we're, course, we're, of, we're, course. We're, of course. Of <laughs> course. We also are rooting for Jesse Zardes. If he scores a half trick against Paraguay, great. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, well. Great. If Christian Pulisic starts and scores a hat trick, even better. Yeah, I, I mean, by all means, like if, if what Jurgen is doing, you know, works in this tournament, then we're all for him staying on. Uh, you know. Well, yeah, the fire Klinsman banner that we saw was removed. So. Oh. I don't know if that was by the fans or by the. Yeah. It I, wasn't in the outlaw section where we were, but it was to the side. Speaking of the outlaws section, oh. the third thing that I learned is that sitting with the outlaws is pretty fun. I was a little bit reluctant before we yeah. went into this game, uh, you know, uh, getting seats with the outlaws. I thought it would be pretty intense and I wouldn't really get to focus on the game right. because of all the chanting and everything. But, I mean, even though this is probably one of the more chill American outlaws games yeah. or for, games for that section, um, I thought it was pretty fun. It was, uh, we, we got a little sheet before, uh, yeah. before the match that, like, uh, gave us all the chants and when to chant them. Right. It's actually more complicated than it looks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we knew most of the chants already. Yeah. You know, and we were in the second tier, so we weren't with, like, the super hardcore outlaws, which I think was a good balance. We wanted to get a better vantage point to see, um, which is why we were, yeah. you know, a little bit higher. And, and we, yeah, we saw uh, the three goals in the first half that were on our side. Right. And, you know, yeah, the outlaws were great. It was, it's so fun chanting. It's, you know, usually, like, the matches we've been to, we've always usually sat by midfield. Um... So, and, like, it's it's just not fun because no one around you is cheer- or chanting. And, like, I start chanting, I start singing, people look at me like I'm weird. Um, except against Guatemala, the guy next to me was singing, which is great. And against Mexico, everyone was singing in, in, the, uh, in Columbus. But, I mean, like, it, you know, it's just so much fun to be in that environment, to be welcomed. You know, I met this guy behind me. He was really cool. He was from Brooklyn. He's a two-time World Cup veteran. Um, and, you know, it was my sixth cap. Probably my second favorite match, um, besides the USA Mexico. World match. Cup veteran makes him seem like he was playing in the World Cup. Oh no, he's yeah. a World Cup <laughs> veteran outlaw. Uh, yeah. We met, uh, or we saw, you know, we were, we were with like the Teddy Roosevelt that after the match, um, you know, and then like obviously everyone was there. Rachel Bonetta, Ryan Rosenblatt were interviewing the outlaws. Uh, Univision was, and it was you know everyone. Very it was cool. just such yeah. a cool area. Yeah, the fa- the players came and clapped to us. It's just it's the whole the whole thing is great. The whole environment is great. Singing, chanting, rooting for the national team. The national anthem was cool when you got to hold up the oh, flag. Oh yeah, we were underneath the the, flag, yeah. the stars, um, and it, it it was a great experience. It really was, and I think that completely made the experience for us. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, and there was no problem with where we were sitting. I mean, we got to see everything develop, and it, right. it, it was good. We were pretty high. Yeah. So high as yeah. High, high as in high up. <laughs> yeah. Um, although, it, it's easy to get high off a performance like this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You're about to say something. Um, you know what else can make you high? Wearing an Ambitious Strike shirt. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Go to AmbitiousStrike.com. Ambitious Strike is a soccer-themed, excuse me, clothing apparel company. Use the code BROTHERS at checkout for a 15% discount on your entire 
purchase. Uh, it's a great deal. It helps you. It helps us. It helps them. It helps everyone. Yeah. One more thing. Go to centrodeportivo.com. My latest article, it will be my third article, um, with the USMNT match rating, player match ratings will be, or player ratings, I don't even know what I'm saying, player ratings will be up. Um, I'm excited to be writing for them. Uh, former guest, Carlos Mojica, is one of the one of the editors for the site. I thought you said we would be meeting him. I, we could, but he had to run to the pe- press conference. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, go check that out for sure. They have a lot of great articles. Yeah, definitely. Uh, they're doing some great things for the Copa America Centenario. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can, if you want to email us questions for the next episode, we're going to preview uh, the U.S. game versus Paraguay in Group A. And also review what's happened so far, because yeah, we haven't really talked about it yet. Yeah, this is, this is pretty much only about the U.S.A. versus Costa Rica since we got to see it and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, email us questions at soccerbrotherspodcast at gmail.com. You can also tweet us uh, at soccerbrotherspod. You can also send us questions there. And uh, that's also the handle for our Instagram. We're also on Facebook. Uh, check us out everywhere if you want to get the latest info on the pod. Yeah, uh, we are on iTunes and SoundCloud, of course. Uh, we're also now on Podkicker. So if that's where you uh, listen to your podcast, that was a request from a listener, which is great. Um, we were able to do that. It's a great service. So go check us out over there. Over there. there. Over there. there. Send the word, send the word over there That the Yanks are coming, the Yanks are coming